0: Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Podcast, where we unpack and explain the powerful Word of God, making it practical and helpful to your daily life, and especially to your job. Nearly all of our favorite books or movies have a hero, and that hero has an enemy. But very few have the hero and the enemy as the same person. Welcome to episode 135 of the Blue Jeans Christian Podcast, and today we're going to talk about the enemy within and the enemy without, and that the enemy without stirs up the enemy within. During the War of 1812, Master Commander Oliver Perry wrote to Major General William Henry Harrison, and he said, We have met the enemy, and they are ours. And in 1970, a play on that famous quote occurred by Walt Kelly, who was a cartoonist for, you know, newspapers. He did the cartoon Pogo. And Pogo had this famous line in there that said, We have met the enemy, and he is us. And right now, the enemy of this podcast is the rain outside. You can probably hear it in the background. But this one is very welcomed because we are actually right now camped right on the shores of Grand Lake of the Cherokees in northeast Oklahoma, which is a beautiful place. Just beautiful. And this place is actually in quite a drought. Very low on rain, this this region of the country. And so this rain is actually very welcomed and is not an enemy at all. So listening to it in the background, yeah, it, it's a good thing. <laughs> So what are we talking about when I say there is an enemy within and an enemy without and that the enemy without stirs up the enemy within? I came up with that as I was doing my morning Bible reading and I thought, well, this would be great for a podcast. Because one of the things that we have to do as a Christian, and I'm sure nearly all of you listening to this are Christians, so you'll understand this is to recognize the enemy and where the enemy is working. And of course, the enemy that we're talking about is Satan and his influences. As I usually do, to be as thorough as I can on this podcast, I looked up the word enemy. What does it mean? (laughs) I mean, we all kind of know what it means, but it's kind of cool just to see and get reminded of what what these words mean. The enemy is one that is antagonistic to another especially one seeking to injure, to overthrow, or confound an opponent. Are we Christians an opponent of the enemy? Yes, we are. It's because we are dearly beloved by God. And back in the time us people were created, you know, Adam and Eve, (laughs) Satan got really mad, got really jealous, And we read in Ezekiel 28, 12 through 18, the description of Lucifer and how God created him. And then we read in Isaiah 14, 12 through 14, how he was very angry at God for creating people and not placing him in charge of the people and rebelled against God. And he got something Something kind of overcame him that took over his personality, if you will, and put him at odds or the enemy with God. He became antagonistic toward God, especially seeking to injure God, overthrow God, or confound him or those he created, which am us. And that that came over him is pride. And that is why, as we Christians know, when we read the Bible, God hates pride. And he hates pride in us. In fact, I can say, and I may be the only one that says this, but I can say that the root of every sin which Satan brought into the world is pride. The root of every sin is pride. If one thing we can point back to when Satan fell... Due to pride. And then he caused Adam and Eve to fall, which brought sin into the world. So pride was the start of that. Got it? Okay. And since we people have a sinful nature, and yes, even when we become true Christians, we still have the sinful nature. We've just developed a more awareness of it and hatefulness of it. We get really mad when we sin. And ask God to help us not to do that again. But that pride in us is usually stirred up by Satan. So when I say the enemy within, which is our pride, is stirred up by the enemy without, which is Satan outside of us. And we are, or should be, at war with that enemy. And as in any conflict... The more you know about the enemy, the more you're able to recognize where it is, or he is. (laughs) And then we can stop or repel the attacks or advancements of that enemy. The more we know about the position and the plans of the enemy, the better we are at combating it. So we're going to talk about that today because this enemy, this enemy of pride, is an enemy of others around you. It is an enemy of Jesus. It is an enemy of God, and it is an enemy of yourself. We're going to talk about each one of those here. First let's talk about the enemy of others. Psalm ten two says that prideful people are wicked and persecute others, especially the poor and it also says that God will let them be caught in those prideful acts and plots and will use that against them. Proverbs 21:24 says that prideful people are arrogant and scoffers. What are scoffers? Scoffers are those that are laughing at others as if they're stupid. And it goes on to say that scoffers are like setting a city on fire. Proverbs 13.10 says that with pride comes nothing but strife. There's strife in the life around you, with others around you. Strife is another word for bitterness or dissension. Contention or tension. It causes tension in those around you. Proverbs 28.25 says that a prideful person stirs up strife. Not only does the pride in a person cause tension, but what comes out of the mouth or the actions or even the look on the faces of prideful people causes the tension around them, causes the strife around them. Do others not want to be around you? Or do they want to be around you? Do they call you and ask you to go to coffee or hang out after work for a while? Maybe go do something, ride bikes or go to the shooting range or something? If you don't find anybody asking you to do things with them, maybe you got some pride in you. They don't want to be around you. Okay, so pride is also the enemy of Jesus. Proverbs 8, 12 through 13 says that pride and arrogance are evil ways. It's a way of life, a way of actions or attitudes that is evil. Who's the opposite of evil? Jesus. A person with prideful ways therefore is the opposite of Jesus. And maybe even hates Jesus. If your ways are prideful, it's showing others you're the opposite of Jesus and maybe even hate Jesus. Also, we're supposed to emulate Jesus. Our character traits are supposed to be like Jesus. Therefore, people will see Jesus in us. And if they see pride or the opposite of Jesus, you're actually scaring them away from Jesus or making sure that they don't see Jesus at least in you or around you the pridefulness in us is also an enemy of God Psalm 10:4 says that the wicked boasts of his heart's desires and he blesses the greedy and renounces the Lord God renounces the Lord God just by your prideful actions and sometimes your words and your prideful boasting. Pride is the enemy of yourself. Obadiah 3. Yes, I said Obadiah (laughs) 3. We don't go there very often. Obadiah 3 says that your pride deceives you. It's like it's something alive inside of you that is constantly deceiving you. You think you're doing the right thing. You think that this is a good thing. You think because of your pride, you're helping others or correcting others. Whereas in reality, you're just ticking off others <laughs> and you're making yourself look bad. Mark chapter 7, verses 20 through 22. Jesus addresses this when he said, What comes out of a man. That defiles a man. For from within, or out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. Pride is listed right along with those others. You know, murders, thefts, Wickedness? Pride's right among those. He goes on to say, all these evil things come from within and defile that person. Even though you think your pride is elevating you, it's actually deflating and defiling you. You are as low as murderers and thieves, etc. But since pride is sin, Is there any such thing as a good pride? You know, proud of our children, proud of a job well done. Yeah, that is okay, you know. But how do you know the difference? How do you know sinful pride versus good or acceptable pride? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you how. The pride that is the sinful kind that defiles you, that harms you, God and others and Jesus and yourself is this does the statement action or attitude glorify me instead of God if so then it's sinful will the statement action or attitude put someone else down and build me up if so then it's a sinful pride Can the statement, action, or attitude hinder people from seeing Jesus Christ in me? And if it does, it's the sinful kind. And you all know this from Scripture, pride puffs up. Does this attitude, statement, or action puff me up, make me look good? Then it's the bad kind. Is your priority in a situation glorifying God or glorifying yourself? Now, yes, there is some times when it's okay to say, you know what, I really worked hard today and I'm really proud of the job I did. But when you say that to belittle others or to make yourself look really good or better than others, then that's not right to say that. In fact, you can probably be just fine to just think that to yourself and not say it to others, right? Right? (laughs) boy, I sure did good today. Look at all I got done today. How much did you get done? (laughs) You know? Here's a little saying. Be a God-pleaser more than a people-pleaser. Because when we're trying to please people, pride seems to jump on board and start directing things. Because we're more concerned about what people think about us than what God thinks about us. Our priority should be pleasing God more than others. We get so haywire when we're concerned about what other people think about us, don't we? We shouldn't. We should be mostly concerned about what God thinks about us and what is going to look good to God, not look good to others. And those may be the same thing, but mostly they're not, right? Our respect should be for what God thinks not for what people think. We should respect God and his views more than people and their views. So now that we know what sinful pride looks like, we can be aware of it, right? Maybe we can stop it before it comes out of our mouth. Like Jesus said, it's what inside you that then comes out of your mouth that defiles you or into your actions that defiles you. So we need to learn to stop those thoughts before they become actions. Think before we act. Let our humbleness be more of what directs us than our pridefulness. Because we're not perfect and we have a sinful nature. We are forgiven though, right, as Christians? We're not perfect, but we're forgiven. But we're to recognize the sinful behaviors in us and stop them before they come out. Once in a while we may slip up, but hopefully we recognize that and apologize to the others and to God and try real hard not to do that again. But because that's in us, that that prideful nature is in us, Satan knows that, and he will try and stir that up in us, try and make it more and more and boil over inside of us. And we need to recognize that. And I think that Satan finds the little weaknesses that we have, and he really attacks that in us to where it wears us down or boils us up. Either way, sinfulness will then come out, and therefore he thinks he's he's won. He considers that a victory because Satan has lost the war with you. Jesus has won the war, but Satan can still win a few battles. And therefore, he can thumb his nose at Jesus. Don't let him do that. Don't let him do that. Recognize when these things are going to boil up inside of you and stop it. Think before you act. Think before you say. And let the character traits of Jesus define your actions from there. Define your actions. Have the character traits of Jesus come out of you. And they're considered the fruits of the Spirit, too. Love, joy, peace. And by the way, several times in the Proverbs, God says, through Solomon, God says, where there is pride, there is strife, and there is no peace. If you want peace, and you want others to see peace in you, you need to get rid of that enemy of pride in you. And don't let the enemy outside stir that up in you when you really want to say something (laughs) or do something. But then you think, no, that that wouldn't be Christ-like. Then you'd be just like one of the penguins in Madagascar. (laughs) Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. (laughs) Bite your tongue or whatever you need to do. And not let that pride come out. And you know what? The more that you do that, the easier it will be to do, to the point where that becomes you. The more you are able to knock down that prideful thought before it becomes an action or word, the more easier it will be, to the point where it rarely happens. It still might, and probably will, but. It's not you anymore. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Sow a thought and you reap an action. Sow an action and you reap a habit. Sow a habit and you reap a character. Sow a character and you reap a destiny. Us Christians, which literally means little or like Christ, little Christs, we're supposed to be more and more like him. That's the destiny. But it starts in our thoughts and stopping the prideful thoughts before they get further. You know, we all have a problem with pride and it would be good if we have a good Christian friend that you can ask them to be your accountability partner in this just by simply saying, I really want to get a handle on the pride that I have because it's harming my life and the life of Christ in me. If you see me do a prideful thing or say something, I would appreciate a comment from you, and I promise not to bite you back, okay? And maybe he or she will say the same thing back to you, for God's glory.